It says, the next sentence, it says, these were revolutionary drastic proposals, but the moment I fully accepted them. This is why it's so difficult, this program. This is why we have such a difficult time. We live in a scientific age, right? Where you can figure things out, the intellectual thinking, right? People with science can figure it all out. So it's extremely, extremely drastic to think that if you want to control your addiction to food, the way to do it is just to sit down and get centered. And not, not to, to go to, to spend thousands of dollars with these day, uh, Weight Watch programs that send you morsels of this poisonous food, but to get that God consciousness. And then you'll want to enjoy God's gift. And you always bring the water up or something from God's earth. All of a sudden, the perception changes. This is revolutionary drastic. But the other way, we try to control the eating the same poisonous processed food that has what, 25 ingredients, has all that processed stuff. Do you realize natural food usually has one-third the calories of processed food because they have the salt, oil, and sugar. You, could, you know, some people I tell, if you eat real natural, wholesome foods, you won't be able to eat enough all day. I'm telling you. And then also if you have an addiction, bulimia, anorexia, if you change your, per, your perception change, and, and then your stomach can feel what it wants, right, rather than being that self-centered fear of compulsions and obsessions. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's getting to our original self. It's the source of, in, that's within us, but we bury it. In other words, when we're calm and relaxed, you know, in the book it says, when you're, in, on, on, like it, it's like page 87, it says when you're uh, trouble and efficiency prayer, it's actually called, until, towards the end of the chapter, it says just sit and get centered and be quiet and pause. Because the thing that's getting in our way is our crazy thinking. Stop thinking. You know, meditate on a, you know, it could be a flower or meditate, you know, whatever it is. That's meditation and prayer. That grace of God comes in. So it's there. The way out is in. It's not in all these things. not in the food. It's not in all the getting people like it. It's not in all the money. It's not in the success. It's the answer is in here. We just, we just you know, the ego blocks it out. The, you know, that was an interesting question. Thanks. Uh, that was great. You know, actually, it's that one click in the brain. Sometimes it's just that thing, light switch goes on, we used to talk about it at the beginning meetings. When that light switch goes on, all of a sudden, you, the perception changes. You see life differently. You know, we, we start to, through these steps, we could have what's called the sudden, like Bill had, a sudden spiritual experience. When I started to realize where the problem was in my thinking, and, and then step one alone, just saying I was powerless, Spiritual awakening right there, and I hear people have it at the meeting. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. The whole thing is amazing. It's a miracle, but it's true. And the thing is, like people always say when we talk about these things, say you're, you know, a lot of times people say Overeaters Anonymous addicted to food. It's interesting how we're talking about other things and how it's going to relate to our addictions to food, but it relates to everything in our life. It's our life-changing experience. You want to be happy? We were meant to be happy. You realize that? This is the way we were born, the way God created us. We made a decision to believe the food corporations. We made a decision to believe what our parents and teachers told us, that we had to be successful with the Hollywood, the movie star said. So then desire is the cause of all misery. Listen to this one. The bamboo that bends is stronger than the oak that resists. Isn't that everything we just spoke about? Resistance, when we resist something, we make it stronger. You ever think about that? What are we doing when we're trying to control people's situation, trying to resist it? So even if we're a, they say the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Even if we're a mighty oak, we're more susceptible to breaking than a, than a, than a flimsy reed that just, you know, can bend with the wind, right? And Bill's story talks about common sense will become un, uncommon sense. 
In other words, the way we always try to think and the way we figure our lives out, even Dr. Silkwood said with all the modern scientists, they couldn't figure out, he said they had to look for a spiritual replacement in their brain, re being reborn again. That was the, way, the only way to do it, get rid of the old self. And you know, it's almost 100 years later, and guess what? They still haven't found the cure for drug addiction, alcoholism, and food addiction, right? With all our modern, ultra-modern science, and it says that in, in Dr. Silkworth, in the doc's opinion, he said, with all the synthetic knowledge, I haven't been able to figure it out yet. They haven't. Have they been able to figure out alcoholism or people who with their problems with food, where they obsess about it, whatever way, uh, under-eating, over-eating, bulimia, anorexia? How about with people, right? We, there's a way out, and it, it tells us here. Here, let me read another one. Don't let other people decide who you are. Think about it. That's what we, we fed into. Look, it's, it's, it's like we just made a decision with the food, with our addictions, that, that was what's going to be who we are. Instead of being centered, and, and we talked about it, and what is being centered? Centered is being in, in, in the self, the real natural self. It's there. But we, you know, look, Again, it has to do with God gave us this gift of intellect. We misuse it. Self will run riot. And I say little children, they say they're happy. They're in the kingdom of heaven. And I always talk about a puppy dog is always happy every day of its life, right? They say the best day of a puppy dog's life is every day. So look, you know, it's a matter of if we get out of the self and the ego, we have nothing left but to be joyful and happy. And the blissful nature is there. Think about that. When you're upset today, it's because of resentment, anger, fear. Let me see if we have another one. Look, here it is here. It says, wisdom, enlightenment, is when pain, misery, anguish, and anxiety are understood, then they evaporate. Knowing the truth from the false. Whenever we're upset today, just know it's, it's not true. The real, because we're making, we're, we're coming from the ego, the self. It's all not true. It's a bunch of nonsense. It's an illusion. But and you know, on page 16 in Bill's story, at the very end, Bill says, most of us feel we need look no further for utopia. We found it right here and now. It's right here and now. It's right here. It is. It just is. I mean, that's the truth, really. Because when you think of what you're thinking about, it, it really, when you, you know, we want to be the center of the universe. We're carrying the world around on our shoulders. That's not the real truth. The truth is that, that you know, that we have this, we're really made in God's image and we don't need. It's the ego. Pride. One of seven deadly sins is pride. How about gluttony? You ever hear that one? Gluttony. <laughs> How about, uh, well, it's all due to the jealousy, envy. That's where we're miserable. Get out of the self and the joy and happiness is there. So, at your kitchen table, little kitchen table, desire is the cause of all suffering. Being here on the meeting, being the technology, enjoying just being. You no, know, but you're worried about somebody's, what somebody thinks or says about you. What other people say or think is none of your business. It's all due to resentment. How do we get rid of resentment? You want to get rid of resentment, resentment right here and now? Go to bottom page 66. I read this. I used to be resentful, and you could understand this for somebody for years over what they said, did, or done. But on the very last paragraph, it said, sentence, it says on page 66, this was our course. We realized that people who wronged us were perhaps spiritually sick. That's the whole key right there. Why are you getting upset because somebody tries to push your buttons or tries to get you upset? Hurt people hurt people. When you have that perception change, it says in the book you can only sit there and smile. And you want to know something? If you change, they're going to change. You're not giving any resistance. 
You ever heard, like I said, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. You could control the most obnoxious, what you think is, in your mind, or, you know, people by just, you know, you want to get even with somebody, love them. Not that we should get even with people, but believe me, compassion, love, and understanding, that is our code. You know, it had a phrase, do you get it? Do you get it? I mean, you know, I used to go to this thing in the 70s called Air Heart Sensitivity Training. The whole weekend they had you in a hotel and they asked you the questions, did you get it? Do you get where the problem is? That's where my spiritual awakening was when I realized the problem was me. I, I thought everybody else, everything outside of me was a problem. I thought uh, what people did, said, or thought, or these things the eyes see, or the, the smell, the taste, that's to do with food. Right? That was looking, that's momentary pleasure. That's low-hanging fruit. You want the real joy and happiness, you go within. And within, you, all the answers. We read that one thing. All the pain, misery, and anguish will be understood. Understood. What you, understanding that it's really nothing. It's in your mind. It's an illusion. You think you're that important that you're, that, that you're going to determine the universe? You're to send the universe what you think matters? Or what other people think matters? Upon awakening, when we go to sleep, uh, sleep and during the day, page 86 and 87... So, yeah, read that. Read anything on this first 164 pages, every sentence, every paragraph. It tells you. Point your finger at anywhere and it's telling you about the spiritual awakening. But I have a quote here for you. Listen to this. No one can make you, it's actually one of the quotes I was going to say today, feel inferior without your permission. So you use the phrase, he cracked you down to a piece of dirt. So who did that? Who made you feel like a piece of dirt? <laughs> That's the spiritual awakening. It's, it's, you know, he, he's a sick guy, right? We talk about the sick man prayer. Who would go around saying such things to anybody? So you can have that love and patience and say, here's a sick guy, and sit there and smile. And you know what? You'll own him. He'll respect you so much. <laughs> oh, my God. It's light. That perception changed. A new pair of glasses. We we're fighting. It says we were fighting everyone and everything. The other way never worked. Trying to control people. Letting them who... I think I know I am. You ever hear that phrase? Letting people know, you know? What a perception change. People here say, well, what's a spiritual awakening? What, what more do you need to know? The sick man prayer says all that on 60, bottom of 66 and 67. We don't have to try anymore. It says we don't have to try not to be angry or, or whatever. We just realize the truth will set us free. When we see life the way it's really supposed to be, not from the self-centeredness, selfishness, self-centeredness, but seeing it from God's eyes, and then we feel the vibrations and love. And you could go up and we give people a hug, even though, you know, forgive them for they know not what they do, right? That's from the Bible.